0: Episode 101.
1: Where's Kelly? We're supposed to say in the red.
0: We're in the red. You didn't say that. We are recording. We don't always say that. You gotta start over. Sometimes we go, and we're back. That's when we take a break. I didn't know we had a... We didn't take a break. I think in your mind, there's more of a set... uh, A a list of procedures, way more so. I mean, in my mind, this is just a... I'm a procedural A bunch of morons talking in the microphones. With no plan or no... With procedure. <laughs> <laughs> so you think we're controlled chaos? Yes, somewhat. I'm more into the chaos part, but I will give you the illusion of control not, if it will make you I'm feel I'm better. I'm not a fan <laughs> of chaos. Oh, can
1: I tell you my crazy idea of what I've been doing all day? Well, all right. not all day, but part of it. Yeah. I've been trying to kind of find contact information for a person to have on the podcast.
0: Are you going to tell me who it, it is? or
1: He invented a world. For Go D. on. Ed Greenwood.
0: A world for what?
1: He invented Forgotten Realms.
0: And he's still alive? Yes, Ed Greenwood. Dude, the Forgotten Realms has been around since the, like the late 60s. actually nineteen eighty six. Really? Yes. They it's, had D and D in the seventies. They didn't
1: had D and D in the seventies, but they did not have Forgotten Realms I thought 86. it was always set in the Forgotten. It's not realms. always been forgotten. I actually, learned something. Today. Actually, Dragonlance came out first, and D and D was a thing, and Ed Greenwood played D and D. In the '70s, the late '70s, and he Whoa. made up his own world.
0: So the world we've been living in is D&D and
1: fans. He uh, sold it to TSR in back in like '80 80 or '82, and then him and another writer joined together and wrote the campaign
0: setting for 1986. Wow. Yeah, that would be a score, dude. Uh, like, I'd be happy with a guy that <laughs> discovered Dark Sun or Ravenloft, but I didn't even think that was an option at this point. I I, I thought Forgotten Realms started when D&D started, which uh, no. would have been like putting somebody being like super old. Uh, Forgotten Realms did not become
1: a thing until second edition. Huh. Yeah.
0: So we yeah. got a good show tonight.
1: Yeah, Th- this is
0: going to be a treat for you because you weren't there for the, the Ghost Tour. I was not. You were not. It was me and Sean. We went to Tupelo. You told us about it, though. Right. You were like, hey, there's a uh, hard tour yeah. in Tupelo. I was like, what? Get out of here. No way.
1: And I had um, got over ambitious and said, hey, I could just meet up after work and do it. And, no, I'm old. I work 12-hour shifts. I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, it just so happens that day Sean was already in Tupelo. Sean and, probably enjoyed it. Oh, he did. He definitely enjoyed it. And I uh, – I can't remember because at this point we're doing this intro. We've already done, obviously, the whole tour and the interview and the outro. So I can't remember if we talked about this or not. But um, when we first got there, we were like walking around and looking at stuff. And Sean, we, we were at the courthouse and we were around, around back. And Sean's like, "Well, there's your hanging tree right there, <laughs> yeah, the big you old did. tree with the big old branches." And I was like, "Well, Sean, at the time they were hanging people." I mean, that tree wouldn't have even been an acorn, you know. The hanging tree wouldn't still be there. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the funny thing is, when the tour started, she's like, y'all come around here. We walked right beside that tree. And she's like, you know what they used to do here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was actually like they had a gallows built right right beside where that tree was. Uh, and so Sean, like, nudges me and starts <laughs> laughing. Like, ha, ah, ha, I told you they hung people here. And uh pretty sure I did mention this. Maybe in the outro. Or maybe in the interview. But she told us in during the tour about there used to be a lake. Um, What's the name of that street where the park is now? Oh,
1: Gumtree Park.
0: Yeah, Gumtree Park. used to be a lake. And the tornado came through, and there was a bunch of bodies, like, thrown into the lake. And from where the tour was, she was like, well, that's like three-quarter mile walk, and it's dark out there, and we're not we're not going to go down there tonight. And I turned and looked at Sean. I'm like, you realize we're going down there, right? He's like, oh, yeah, we're totally going down there. <laughs> yeah. and we did. And I tell you, I could definitely see that being a lake. Because it's just a big it's bowl. A big, it's a big bowl down it's there. It's a big old yeah. bowl.
1: I've been uh, geocaching there.
0: I now. don't see how it's not a lake now. I mean, what uh, keeps it from filling it up with water? Probably
1: a levee broke or something during that. Maybe. The, yeah, because when they put the road through there, what was that, Front Street. Yeah,
0: they probably knocked the levee down. They probably or knocked the levee down or something. Yeah, I bet. They, I bet they were like, "We need a road here, so let's knock this lake out."
1: Or the tornado, or something.
0: Well, no, because she said well, that yeah, they uh, they, they, f- they wouldn't fish there anymore because they said it was haunted. Haunted.
1: I Man, that's some fish food. Big old calf fish in there.
0: <laughs> so anyway, we had a great time of the tour. I learned a lot of stuff. Uh, as when this comes out, even though it's coming out a couple of days late. There's still another one on the 30th you're going to be able to make it to. And I definitely encourage everybody to go. I can't encourage you enough. It was awesome. I mean, it's like, and you'll hear me say this in the interview. It's like, I don't care if you don't like Ghost. You would still enjoy this.
2: You
1: know? yeah, yeah. I heard of the, the history of the stuff was, like you said, you said you'd learn more about Chupolo than.
0: And I recorded the actual tour, but the audio didn't come through real good, and I don't really want to spoil it. So uh, I didn't really... Put any of the interview, I mean, any of the tour audio in this podcast. All you hear is me interviewing her uh, a couple days later. And uh, Elle Sidney Fisher, she's really awesome. Look her stuff up on Amazon. Let's talk about that podcast.
1: Yeah, do it.
0: Because I'm thinking it has, I think it's Halloween oriented. Expe- well, you haven't listened to the latest episode. I haven't
1: listened to the last two. but uh, or,
0: maybe th- or maybe they knew these two episodes would come out in October. It, it seems Halloween-centric.
1: Well, it's, it's relative to the podcast
0: either way. Either way. Is that right? You can hear me Googling. Yeah. Uh, I doubt they're going to give a schedule. number of episodes 10 and 7 just came out, so it'll probably end in November. It's called Wolverine: The Long Night. It's free on Stitcher, which, by the way, you can totally listen to real pop culture on Stitcher. <laughs> Shameless promotion. Uh, oh, it's on Apple Podcasts now. Yeah, that's it where I was. It wasn't listen. originally.
1: Uh, yeah. According to this, I listen to it on Stitcher. Me too. Just because it's 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 their product, so it's easier, and it comes out. I think it comes out first there.
0: It is like really good, and I'm a, I'm gonna promote the crap out of it. And they're not even giving us any money. Because I want this to be successful Because I want them to keep doing stuff like this Yes It's uh, really cool And like you though My only complaint is that it's too short Every episode is only 30 minutes It's like 30 minutes But it's got 7 out now Right So if you haven't listened to any of it you, You can binge quite a bit at this point
1: Actually listening to this It's called an
0: audio drama
1: and listening to this audio drama led me to another one that I listened to. Oh,
0: it's a full cast. Yes, yeah, a full cast. And the dude that does Wolverine sounds just like oh, Wolverine. Oh, yeah. He does a good job. That's spot on, Wolverine. Yeah. Um, you know, they have all the sound effects, and every character has, you know, a voice actor. It's, it's really cool. The music is good. I mean, you could tell it's done by, you know, a, a big budget company. And, uh, it's not your typical, it's not your typical story. It's, it's,
1: it's a, it's an audio movie. Yeah. is what it is.
0: It's, it's really good though. I'm glad you told me about it. Uh. I don't, I'm not going to spoil it. So I'm, I'm having trouble finding a lot of things to say about it other than it's great.
1: It's just good. It's just a good story. Uh, regardless if you're into comic books or not, it's just. It's a good something to listen to. I mean I don't I know a lot of people are, you know, on the fence about listening to a podcast, but this is more like a like a or an audio book, but this is kinda of different than both because it has all the sound effects and you know, when they're talking when they're outside you can hear the outside noises like crickets and, crickets and leaves, leaves rustling and stuff like that. You can hear doors open and You and can and hear slamming. cars driving by and doors slamming. It's just not somebody reading a book. It's it's a little different than that a lot different than that not a little it's a lot different than that
0: which is great for me because you know again i commute a lot uh when i'm at work i can listen to stuff Uh, i go to the gym and listen to stuff i can definitely listen to stuff a lot more than i can sit down and watch stuff yeah so if if everything was audible i'd be fine (laughs)
1: It, yeah, when I even when I do sit down and watch stuff by myself. Now, when I'm, me and Laura are together, we usually watch stuff we both like to watch, uh, and usually does not relate well to the podcast, except for one show that I can talk about here in a minute. But uh, I was
0: just thinking that. Yeah, while you read in my mind. I was but like, oh, the, I can, we can create a segue here. For,
1: but for the most part, you know, if I'm by myself, I just watch YouTube because I like to learn how to cook different things. I watch a bunch of recipes on Stillhead trout. I'm gonna cook some food.
0: You know, Sean watches a lot of YouTube.
1: Sean likes them cooking uh, He He watches everything on YouTube Yeah
0: Like he's seen season one of YouTube
1: (laughs) (laughs) For real (laughs) He says
0: everything on there all of YouTube season one
1: I watch uh, A lot of stuff about making beer Ideas about making beer Ideas about making stuff to help me make beer uh, and, And cooking videos
0: Another thing that And this won't apply to you But There's a lot of comic books that i want to read and there's a lot that i do read but there's a lot that i want to read that i don't have time to read and i know i'm not gonna read them but there's like a lot of these little shows that will like give you the the rundown like Mm -hmm. give you the synopsis and kind of like they don't really read it to you but they they basically spoil it for you which is okay because i know i'm not gonna read it so i want to know what happens so they tell you what happens so I, i watch a lot of stuff like that on youtube and a lot of stuff like that is really good to go to sleep, to. Like, you have it on your iPad, earbuds in, you wake up the next day, you're mm-hmm. like, oh. I just go to
1: sleep. I wanted to go to sleep. Oh, well. Not <laughs> all of us have that luxury. <laughs> no.
0: I can't just go to sleep. And the people that can do that annoy me because I'm jealous. Oh, by the time it, I go like to they can, sleep. Some people can call their shots. They could be like, That's it's 9.10 right now. I want to go to sleep at 9.11. Yeah. And at 9.11, they're asleep. Yeah, less Laura. That makes me mad.
1: I cannot do that.
0: Oh, I absolutely cannot do that. I Matter of fact, if I try to say, "Oh God, I got to be at least at least asleep by 11, At twelve, I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will, That's why day shift when I swap back to day shift is so hard for me, especially that first couple of nights because I got to transition from staying up all night, getting that Sunday I got to go back to work. That Monday morning, I try to get in bed by eight, just where I can be to bed by to sleep by ten o'clock. So. It sucks Laura can sleep 12 hours We'll get up Go get something to eat And come back You know three hours later And she's like I'm going to take a nap Mm. There's no way No way
0: So anyway Go watch Wolverine I mean listen to Wolverine The Long Night It's It's as good as a show That you really like to watch And speaking of shows You really like to watch I didn't recreate Recapture the magic (laughs) Of the Segway But I tried to Try to (laughs) Recreate it Uh... What's up with The Walking Dead, man? We're two episodes in. We can... We can talk about it. No spoilers.
1: Uh... Okay. How do I say this without sounding weird? I see what direction they're going. Okay. I'm not... I'm kind of okay with what they're going.
0: Okay.
1: But... I think they're trying to push it too fast. But I think they may have... I don't know. But I don't like it. I guess. You don't like it? I don't really like it. Okay. Uh... It just seems too forced, I guess. I know what's going to happen. They're trying to force a wedge in between uh, Maggie, Daryl, and Rick. That's what it seems to be going on. And well, that
0: was being crafted at the at the end of the
1: other. at the last. Season. But now it's like they're like hitting it harder. I mean, a the hammer.
0: last scene, the last scene was them going.
1: They're yeah, I'm mad, I'm mad, I'm mad. But uh, now it's just ridiculous. Now the thing I do like about it is. I can't remember. We should have kn- What's that guy's name? You, you're not prepared, to Neither
0: am I. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't even Google.
1: The guy that was uh, one of the protagonists, I guess you could say, from The Saviors. It's his first season. He's not – he wasn't in it.
0: Oh, the guy that was a pirate he was in a Black pi- He was
1: in Black Sails. He played – he was in Shameless. Uh
0: I'm IND-being this. Uh, he's a great, He's a good actor. I like he him. Is. He is. He's really good in Black Cells. And his name is... Zach McGowan. He's, yeah. he's, he's Vane. He he, he's vain. I should have knew that because it sounds like Bane. Yeah. Which I'm not caught up in Black Cells still. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's an awesome show. I was liking it, but I don't know why it fell off. I can't really describe it time I guess but anyway go ahead um, let me know who we're talking about and I won't get in trouble I've read I've
1: listened to some uh, I know who else is going to be in coming in and he's not there yet this is I don't know I I hope it's true Uh, I heard Ryan Hurt was going to be in there really yeah you know who that is don't you no that's Opie from Sons of Anarchy
0: oh I've never watched Sons of Anarchy you would like it I believe you you would like it yeah,
1: for a while, for a little bit. By the last stage, you'd be like, okay, this needs to end. But you'd, you'd like it. You should watch it.
0: Well, let me give you an idea of how behind I am because there's so many shows that I try to watch. I just started power binging, by the way, like binging beyond binging Parks and Rec. I've never watched Parks and Rec. You wouldn't like it. It's silly. I, it's I, funny. I, I
1: know you're behind because you like Parks and like, Rec
0: came on in like 2000. It's like a month
1: ago you watched Saw. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it. Uh,
1: yeah, Parks and Rec. I wouldn't. That or The Office. Don't. That's not my kind of Parks humor. Parks and Rec is a lot it's like. Not, the it's Elvis. not. My, not my kind. It's of, not, but it is. It's not my kind of humor.
0: You wouldn't. No, I know. That's why I said you wouldn't like. It's silly. Uh. It, it makes you giggle, not laugh, but it makes you laugh too. It did, but it, there's a lot yeah. of like, slapstick humor. Oh Yeah. People guy. being silly.
1: No, like, I don't like British humor like uh, Monty Python. Oh, I love it. Not my thing. I love Kingstand, it. can Monty Python.
0: I, I laugh like a tiny, yeah. tiny little girl. <laughs> tiny, tiny little girl. <laughs> a little bitty girl. Like the size. You know. Like the, the opposite <laughs> of what I look like. That's what I laugh like <laughs> when I watch Monty Python. The thing I like about this season of Walking Dead is they made, you could tell they consciously made it an effort to, like, it's almost like a soft reboot. Like, this is a new thing. This is a whole new, they got a new intro. Like, all the stuff on the intro is new. The logo's different with the grass growing in it. Um, The whole outlook of the show, they're not emphasizing on so much like, it's not all taking place in one place. Like, this isn't an Alexandria story. You know, this isn't a hilltop story or kingdom. I mean, it incorporates all that. But a lot of the scenes are shot in different places so far. It just feels like a different show. Yeah, it feels different. And you know. I, I kind of like that. I think they're... Because, I mean, you can only do the same thing for so long. If for it looked the same, feel the same, smell the same before, it's like, okay.
1: Uh, I th- When I say I don't like it, I think they're... Um I don't like the dynamic of them forcing the uh, the Rick leaving part. He's leaving. It'll happen when it happens. Uh, just let it happen. Yeah. Uh, you ain't got to make it obvious. We already know because it's in the title. <laughs> it's Rick Grimes' last, last season or whatever. This season
0: on the <laughs> Rick is leaving the Walking Dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but – I think it's building – I think it's a good foundation for what's to come because I think the Whisperers, which is what's coming, is going to be I'm a – I'm
0: just Googling that to make sure I got the, just, what they're called. going to be a – As soon as that comes in, I think they're going to – that's going to throw off this whole uh, soap opera right. drama. Uh, like they got Facebook drama going on at a time when there's no Facebook between the different oh yeah. establishments and leaders. But that's going to – I think that's going to – silence that when they because then they're going to have to reunite to fight a common enemy yeah and if it's uh that common, enemy. If it's a common fit, enemy I don't remember his name I don't
1: want to call him Captain Vane if it's Captain Vane and Opie that is part of the whispers the whispers are going to be pretty badass I mean
0: it's just well I can tell you what happens in the comic books uh, but you might call it a spoiler I won't tell you because they're, they're probably going to do that I, I'm almost positive they probably will they should, yeah, so what do you think about them uh showing you know the the thing with what, what do you think about what they're doing with Negan right now? Why do you feel about that? That's just to me mean you think it's cool?
1: No I mean I don't, I don't know.
0: think they're going to elaborate it on as much um in the comics, I mean they're not going to do it on the show like they did in the comics. I think they're going to kind of glaze over the the weird relationship that develops between Rick and right uh Rick and um Negan but in the comic books they it's 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 weird like they don't become friends but, but there's
1: a commonality between them yeah, that they get
0: it, it uh, reminds me of when like Professor X and Magneto were playing chess together
1: that's not. That's different because they were friends before.
0: Yeah, they were trying to be friends. They
1: were. I mean, they were friends before, but it and then became it
0: Because they might have even. I don't think. I don't think Negan and Rick ever played chess, like through the bars. But he would sing to him, and no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that look you uh, gave me, I was like, I thought you knew I was being sarcastic. I don't know. I
1: thought. I. I just think it's weird. I'm on Team Maggie. Got to kill his ass. I'm just saying. You can't.
0: Well, I mean, Carl's dying. Wishes that there's another way.
1: There's another way. Yeah, true. But there's another way after I kill him. That's how it'd <laughs> have been. I mean,
0: it's like, all right, Carl, I will do everything you said. Way. As soon as right we set- after I do the main six- thing you said not to do. As soon as we settle this score, we get you know. That, that would, would that would, be good for the show, though? I mean, look at it from it wouldn't business.
1: Be, it wouldn't be good for the show, but you got to be realistic about things. How many people would save his life? How many people would not kill him true. after all of that?
0: But how many viewers? Would you have lost if at that final scene of the last season, he killed him? That, yeah, I agree. Nobody would be watching the season, which I've heard that there's a huge drop in viewership this season, but I don't think it has anything to do with the direction they've gone. I think this has been kind of building for a while.
1: I don't think they should have let it out that Rick was leaving. I think that would have been a bigger spoiler, and I think it would have been a bit of – I think – I think they're saying Rick's leaving. I think they try to draw in more root, uh, viewers because of it.
0: And I think. A lot of people quit watching when Carl died. Yes. I think, yes, I think that was the, the beginning of the second phase of the end. Which, I mean, it's, it's had a good run. And it's not going to stop. I mean, there's going to be enough leftover viewers. But it being that household-like thing yeah. that, you know, all the family gets together and watches it. it it's like random. a Game of Thrones type thing it, where everybody is watching it and talking about it. it. That's that's fixing the beat. That's over. It's already over.
1: It's ran its course. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole there's a zombie apocalypse and we got to run around and survive and kill people. It's, it's cool for entertainment, but as far as, hey, let's build a community and build a government and be responsible is not.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, a, a zombie <laughs> movie, in my opinion, or a TV show rather, is destined to have a very, very short lifespan. Right. Because zombies are dead, and dead things don't last that long. Right. They're going to decay away and turn into nothing, and, and they're going to be more zombies.
1: Doing an awesome job at that. It, it,
0: they are making that, them more
1: decayed. They, they, they are doing a great job but at that. But
0: realistically, they would have been pretty much – they would the zombies would have fell apart after, like, season one. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, they're dead. They're, yeah. they're decaying. If you take a, just a carcass of any kind and just lay, it out, and lay it out in the Georgia sun for three years, it ain't going to last <laughs> it very ain't long. last that long. Even if you do somehow reanimate it, it's, it's just going to just bleh. Like you ain't going to have to fight it. Right. You ain't going to have to worry about it biting you or chasing you. Oh my, do you imagine what it smells like? Man, I bet the, I bet the zombie apocalypse stinks, man. Stinks worse than the past. It's just
1: like a bunch of dead bo- dead bodies. Rot. I mean, they say, oh, I think there might be a
0: herd coming. You'd be able to smell that herd from like miles. Right? Were we talking about that oh, on here? Where we were talking about how bad it, it must have stunk back like years, years ago? Like, years ago. I don't like, antebellum. Like, you had these big, nice, fancy mansions, but they had like chamber pots. Oh, yeah. And a chamber pot is literally because your outhouse was like yards. Yeah,
1: uh, yards away.
0: Way away from your house because you didn't want that stink. You didn't have a septic tank or sewage. It's you just, just had a big hole It's of just poop.
1: pissing, pooping, this this I on yeah. bucket over here. But I,
0: you would like pull out this pan from under your bed, <laughs> drop trowel.
1: <laughs> it did take care of business. And just,
0: blew, just blow it up and <laughs> slide it back under your bed and go to sleep.
1: No, I couldn't do no. it. No. Uh-uh. Absolutely no.
0: Absolutely not. No. No air freshener, (laughs) no scented candles. (laughs) It's like, oh man. It's like, how do you, how could you go back to sleep with that smell in the room?
1: Why are you talking about mansions and porta pots? Because we were
0: talking about how bad the past would have stank. No deodorant. People didn't wear deodorant, they didn't have that. That may have had some, like later on, they may have had some oils or something that made you smell better. But the past would stink, man. You don't yeah. want to time travel in the past. Mm-hmm. It's stinking. You don't want to go to the future if this is a zombie apocalypse. Uh-uh. That's going to stink.
1: Stay wherever I'm at. <laughs> where it smells good in the, it in, smells, the, in the present. It smells okay. It presently
0: smells good for the most part. I got my,
1: my degree. I do not have a chamber pot. I got my man. degree, my outdoor plumbing, and my aqua de joe, and we're <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> That's right. I'm like Joe Rogan, though. It is weird that we have to put chemicals on our armpits that that stops them from producing sweat just so we don't stink.
1: Some people put Botox in their
0: armpits. Botox?
1: Yeah. It like, does something in the sweat glands, where they will not sweat on their arms. Could you imagine getting a needle stuck under your arm?
0: I wish you had have told me that because <laughs> now I'm going to Google it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard I don't know if it's Armpit real. Armpit
0: Botox. Hashtag.
1: <laughs> I'm not getting a needle stuck under my arm. It, uh-uh. It sounds like it would hurt.
0: Wow, what a rabbit we just chased. What a smelly rabbit.
1: Set raptor piss we drank.
0: Yeah. I, we're supposed to get a buzz on our outro, and we're, like, buzzing on the intro. All right, are we done talking about The Walking Dead, or do you need to say anything else?
1: I'm done with it. It's only been two episodes. It's been
0: on. good, though. I mean, it's been okay. It's,
1: yeah. It's been good. I like you. Know, I'm I like, like
0: you, though. I mean, I'm not into the drama, but I think we're about to see the end of that, whenever the Whisperers show up.
1: Yeah. But I like what they're done with. Him. How
0: do you think they're going to kill Rick? That's not uh, a spoiler, by the way. I don't think way. he's going to. I
1: think he's going to leave on that. I think he's going to leave on that helicopter.
0: Oh, so you don't think they're going to kill him off? Mm-mm.
1: He's going to leave on a helicopter.
0: Ooh, leave it open to where he could come back, like, in season 50. Yeah. And save the show.
1: I actually heard he's going to direct some episodes.
0: I think I heard that too. Hmm. So he's just going to leave. I think, not yeah. die or right. Get killed, which is still dying just differently than you would expect. Yeah, no, I think
1: he's going to leave on a helicopter. Hmm. I think and Maggie's supposed to be leaving too. Yeah, I've heard that. She's got a new show. But it's going to What get- did you
0: what did you think about them killing uh Gregory the first episode? They should have killed him a
1: long time ago. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I right? mean, just being around people that we like that get on your nerves, you you kind of pop off on them every now and then. Like, hey, dude, you need to shut up. But yeah. if you don't like them, yeah, it's gonna to come to a head pretty quick, and that should have come to a head a long time ago.
0: Speaking of uh, AMC shows, Fear Fest has started officially. I always like Fear Fest. Yes, especially the good horror movies. Right, like uh, all like. They Like, they're playing horror movies from now to Halloween.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched any, but I did. Was, I was flipping through the channels. That I was channel surfing the other day, and I seen one. It was fixing to come on, and I was not not going to be awake when it came on, so I had to, would have had to record it. I don't know if you're a fan, but it's like the the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing in 1982. I remember it. It had uh, Kurt Russell in it. Yeah. Man. So... Uh, I'm gonna rewatch so many it. Movies so it's be been re-watch. so long since I watched it. I'm gonna watch it again.
0: Come to your house and watch it with you. I'm gonna watch it again. This time, not through the window.
1: I don't know what. I wanna look and see what channel you might have. The channel.
0: Uh, AMC. Yeah.
1: No, it's not. This is on like a. This is on a pay channel. I don't know uh, if it's HBO, Skinamax. All I've
0: got is HBO. Another thing I was gonna, while we were talking about AMC, I was gonna bring up that. Uh, oh, what's the name of it? It's that other new AMC show called The History of Horror, I think. I've seen see the previews for it. I DVR'd that, that the okay. first okay. episode, but I think they're doing several. I think they're okay. doing this the whole month. I need to check. I've seen the preview. Well, you can, you can watch it on your DirecTV. Right, too. I can't.
1: But I had, to, I had to work. I was going to download it on a day off.
0: Because I really enjoyed the history of sci-fi that they did. I didn't see that one either. I got all those DVR'd too. It was somebody else, though, I think. It's called Eli Roth's History of Horror. Oh yeah, yeah. They like I interview a bunch of cool people. Like I think Norman Reedus is on there. Like a bunch oh. of other cool people. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out.
1: I haven't watched the latest season of uh, American Horror
0: Story. I haven't watched any of that. Uh, what's another show that's
1: scary? Uh, the show on uh, Netflix the The haunting of Hill House
0: series. I've heard a lot about. I've that. heard a
1: lot that it was really good, but uh, I have not watched it. Was that a movie? Yeah, sounds like it was I think, a, is, I think it, a, it was a movie, Hill House or something like that. Yeah, but uh, I think this is like a series, and I heard it was like super creepy, scary. Like there's a guy at work. He he would not. He watched it with friends, and after the friends left, he wouldn't watch no more of it. And he's like six five. He's a big guy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna focus on some movies this Halloween because there's so many, and I I'm, I want to like work towards my list.
1: Oh yeah, I need to work on that.
0: Yeah, and like there's so many that I'm trying to remember stuff about them, and I'm like, damn it, it's like thirty years of horror movies in my brain bouncing around, and I can't remember them all.
1: I can remember the sequels that I don't like more than the ones I
0: do. Yeah, like. me too. Yeah, for so it's like a bad joke. Yeah, you remember the terrible ones, but the ones that made you laugh, you can. It's hard to remember. Right,
1: uh, like House. I'm gonna just give an example. House One was was creepy. That's a good horror movie. Remember House? Ding dong, you're dead.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna but, put House Two on my list. But House Two
1: was hilarious. Right, it, it wasn't. I loved it. it was funny. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh,
0: it's pretty fun. It wasn't scary at all. that grandpa that was like, a <laughs> <He's zombie>
1: like <laughs> Yeah, he was drinking whiskey and shit. He was hilarious. But I would not put that as a it's a totally different movie. It wasn't a good sequel. It wasn't Robert and what's his name? Robert Maul.
0: I don't remember. Yeah. In the See first the problem one? with me is most of the movies that I've I watched way back then, I haven't watched many of them since. Even if I liked them. Yeah, that's me. Because there's like other shit coming out that I can't even keep up.
1: Well, I think that's the thing about horror movies. There's a, the horror movies are good when you watch them, but they're not. They don't. A lot of them are not repeatable movies.
0: But a lot of people are like me and kind of watch a horror movie here and there, but really only watch horror movies one month a year. Yeah. Like I like watching scary movies all through October.
1: Yeah. The the marathons. I like yeah. I like those.
0: But uh. I'm a huge fan of Fear Fest. Good job, AMC. You rock. Yeah, good job on the Fear Fest. I like keeping that going out here. Like, even if I'm not sitting down and just, watching yeah, it, I'm, it, I'm in and out and, and playing through and I'll, like, stop. Like, oh, I love this part, you know? Like, I keep I keep Fear Fest on, on the TVs, like, throughout the whole month.
1: I just like older movies. Well, when I say older movies, I mean movies,
0: like, that are, you know,
1: 20, 30 years old. You mean the good ones? The good ones.
0: Yeah, I don't know I still haven't quite put my finger on it I think part of part of what I've figured out or realized is that the reason one reason some of those older horror movies were better is because they had a low budget and they had yeah. to rely on things like oh I don't know a good story good the, acting
1: the cinematography and sold the music. it a, and the music the score the cinematography was, was it sold it a lot you had to it, it didn't
0: depend on a whole lot of... You know. Well, again, that goes back to them being, having to be creative because right. they didn't have the money. Yeah, you had, so they, they had to do those like weird ca- uh, angle camera shots where the camera's peeking around the bush and it's shaky and then the music speeds up and gets real fast yeah, or something yeah.
1: I'm not like to say. I mean, I mean, there's a fine line. You can't get like 70s when it's like you know when they took the camera and just kind of shook it at you <laughs> and, then, and said ee, ee, ee,
0: that was. I mean, sometimes it was. Some there's a there's a fine line. Yes. You can get like too, too cheesy. Too cheesy. But some not. You could definitely be like too polished, for sure. Yeah. Uh. And yeah. and I like practical effects in every movie. But especially in horror and sci-fi, it's
1: like when you like Star Wars come out. What seventy-eight,
0: seventy-one Star Wars? Well, come out? no. Well, it filmed in seventy-six, and it came out in seventy-nine.
1: So, and that was all practical effects. So, and that was a very. So, I mean, if you can do, you can do it. I mean, if you can do that practical effects, then you can do practical effects now. Probably easier,
0: right? Dude, I'm so glad I looked that up. I'm 77. We would in fact check so hard. Wow, that was 77. It's crazy. I was four. I just showed everybody how old I was. I was like one. <laughs> well, I knew it filmed in 76 because there's this documentary out called L Street, 1976. But I figured it would I don't know, for some reason I was thinking 79. I do know that's when Halloween came out. That was '78. Oh my gosh. It was '78. What's happening? Oh, I know. I'm old and I can't remember <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just pulled that up and I saw. I remember like Halloween 3 was called Season of the Witch. Not only was there not a Michael Myers, there also wasn't a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in the freaking title. Are wow. you kidding me? I was
1: watching Blair. They should have called it
0: Christmas. Because <laughs> there, there was, I mean. <laughs> it was nothing in there. They should have called it Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: nothing on the cover or the, title, the name was uh, depicted in the film at all. I don't think there was a season either. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no season. There definitely wasn't a witch. Yeah.
0: What am I, Michael Myers? What are we doing here, people? I
1: watched uh, Blair Witch 2 the other day. It was on, it it popped up. It was like a book of shadows. That's how you said Blair Witch Part 2. It was more like a movie than a documentary. It had a tagline. though. It was like
0: Blair Witch 2, book of, hang on. Blair Witch 2, Seasons of the Witch. No. The Book Book of Shadows. Shadows. (laughs) What did I say? Book of Spells? You said Book of Shadows. Oh, okay. I got it right. Budget fifteen million box off forty seven. That was in two thousand one. That would oh no, that was in two thousand. That would not happen today. Today you would not get forty seven million of the box office for that movie. I don't know. It's because you're getting you're getting people was, that like the first one. They were jumping on the first one. Yeah. Uh, to me,
1: that was a good standalone movie. They should have done and not put the Blair. With. It was. They should have not. Did, they should
0: just called it Book of Shadows. should. Yeah. Was exactly. there a book in it?
1: Uh, Were there' some remember. shadows. I just remember there was a God <laughs> <Gatch Hicks> boobs
0: <laughs> it's, I watched it, but I barely remember anything about it. I watched it in the theater
1: I, yeah i didn't but a lot of people a lot of people flocked out to see that just because of Blair Witch.
0: yeah this like a long intro. We don't ever have intros this long.
1: No, I think we' are just
0: bored. I think we're just bullshitting and the world's listening. We're part of it anyway. (laughs)
1: It's content. You can rearrange it and put it wherever you want to, right?
0: No, I'm going to leave it for the intro because I've already already finished (laughs) everything else. I've even done the graphic for this already. Nobody ever talks about that, but I do a custom image for every show. It's just that... I think I go that extra mile. I like the 100.
1: I like the little... uh, That was good, wasn't it? The music for the 100th episode. Boom, boom, boom.
0: Yeah that was uh, the wrestling thing that's no what I, that's what I
1: incorporated with
0: well yeah Ric Flair uses it but that's a, there was a space res- odyssey there was a wrestling
1: thing. show that played, played that. For that
0: but what are they going to get
1: yeah
0: oh another thing I want to tell everybody we're doing Have we we haven't done any announcements
1: none <laughs> none what
0: kind of intro is this are there any announcements well not now <laughs> okay we're part of what we're gonna do this month. We we've already done one huge thing.
1: Do you want to give a teaser on that?
0: I don't know how to give a teaser without giving it away. So let's don't.
1: I agree.
0: I can, there's no way I could tease this. Not
1: by voicing, you know. Maybe in a, in. A,
0: I don't. I thought about that too. But putting out a picture, but they would know. They're gonna know. But it's really good. There's a lot of really cool things coming up. Because we are awesome. But one thing is that uh we're going to all go watch the Halloween movie. Yes. not opening night. Tuesday, right? We're going to watch it that Tuesday. That Tuesday. Cuz it's like bargain night. Right. At Buffalo Wild Wings and at the theater. Like that. boom. All right, we need to get off here cuz I got to edit this stuff and yeah. get it online. Episode 101. 101. Stay tuned for my interview with L Sidney Fisher. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a non-profit organization. A level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. All right, well, I'm on the line with author L. Sidney Fisher. Uh, How do do you want me to refer to you? What do you want me to call you? You
3: you can just call me Sidney. It'll be fine.
0: Sidney, okay, great. Um, how many books have you written so far?
3: Um, I believe there's about 12 or 13 out. 13 has oh, been wow. the magic number, you know.
0: Okay, well, I picked up, I went on Amazon, and I got, uh, I guess that's volume one, The Haunted. Right. I, I had to power read it, uh, just to prepare for the interview. And one thing that caught my eye, I'd heard a lot of these stories, of course, growing up in the area, and uh, the, the, what was it, The Haunting at Hibner? Am I saying that right? That one really caught my eye. Like whenever you do a segment in, in one of your books about a certain place, like I'm, I'm imagining, like there's a lot of investigation and interviews, and you have to spend a lot of time. What, what was it like preparing for that that segment of your book?
3: Well, with any with any of the book projects that I that I began, especially in the haunted series, it does involve um, a lot of interviews. Um, um, a lot of investigations as far as paranormal investigations. Sometimes I'll go into uh, a place and let's say I won't necessarily do a full-blown paranormal investigation while I use a team, but I may just go in and spend some time there and do some clairvoyant work. Um, you know, for people who understand what clairvoyance is, you know, it's being able to you can pick up on energy, uh, that's an empath as well, but a lot of clearable clairvoy- I mean, most empaths have some Clairvoyant abilities, um, so I use some of that to kind of tap into the energy that was left over, if it's a residual type haunting, and a lot of times I can tell within just a few minutes, depending on the location and stuff. So when I go in to, to investigate a place or research a place, um, I'm not really there to necessarily to, to debunk a haunting um, because like I explained the other night when we were doing our historic tours, I'm already a believer. Um, and so when someone is telling me that they're having paranormal activity in their home or in their business or that kind of thing, I am there really to find out why this is happening. Uh, now, the debunking could come into, let's say they've got an electrical problem that's causing some strange phenomena to happen. Uh, naturally, of course, that would be a debunking situation, but if if the criteria matches based on what the person is telling me, if that criteria, criteria matches um, a real haunting, then I'm really there to find out why it's happening to begin with. Um, there's always a reason. I mean, if it's, it could be just residual energy left over from someone who, uh, or some situation that had happened uh, in years past, or it could be actually an intelligent haunting where there is a spirit that's not willing to move on for one reason or another. So it, it gets, you know, that's where the history comes in, and that's where I get into finding out um specific details about places that we're looking
0: at right you brought up the word uh empath and uh that was a new, a new word for me i would actually put it in my notes and uh educate me there on what that is is that someone that's good like paranormal sensitive yeah uh i'll tell
3: you if An empath, if that word is new to you, definitely do a little bit of research on it and figure it out. You may be an empath yourself. I will tell you that an empath is someone who is a sensitive individual, uh, not necessarily in their feelings or emotions or that kind of thing, but they're able to pick up on the feelings sometimes of others, Um, even when someone is feeling bad, if they're sick. They're able to sense those things in someone else. Uh, an empath also can pick up on uh, negative energy or a haunting uh, when they go into places. And there's certain characteristics of empaths. I mean, there's, it's really interesting. They're, um, they're probably, if, if you wanted to, to, you know, throw some statistics at it, might even say they're about 1% of the world's population. But it's, it, and that seems awful small, and, but in reality, it's actually, uh, that's a lot of people. When you look at an empath and, and you ask, well, what kind of person can, is, would an empath be? I mean, uh, what kind of characteristics would they have or specific personality traits? I will tell you that people who are type A personalities, they're very creative, um, tend to be very highly sensitive people. Um, and, and that's you know we base that too that they're really into they are a little bit more emotional and high strong than others but creative people have, it, it does show up uh, highly sensitive abilities are, are commonly seen in people who have creative talents whether it's a musician an artist, a singer uh, uh, you know a painter um, writers you know that kind of thing Artistically inclined people.
0: Yeah, the, it seems like people that that think differently than the the status quo of, of I guess what you would call the norm. It seems like they've they've got their finger on the pulse uh, a little better. And I'm glad I have a word tied to that now. Is that Is that completely different than clairvoyancy?
3: It is. Clairvoyancy is actually a uh, clairvoyant is able to see. Uh, A lot of times they'll get mental images. There are different types of clairvoyance as well. Um, There is a gift of being able to to actually smell. Clear sentiments is feeling. Clear audience is uh, hearing. Things that are either of the past, uh, could be present, could be conversations that are going on at a distance. And also sometimes they um, are able to see or, or hear or feel futuristic events um the interesting thing is when you're able if you can do all three of those things i don't meet very many of those people um and in my own personal experience more of mine stems from the present and the past rather than futuristic events although there have been times in my life when i have uh, sensed something that was coming and just hours away and um That has happened at random different times. I'll tell you that you may remember uh, hearing about when the towers were, the the, the terrible date, 9-11, when that happened. Um, There were people all over the United States that said that before that actually happened, they either had a dream or they kept having visions or they sensed something was about to happen that's a type of clairvoyance that is of course that dream uh would be precognitive but um that's a futuristic type of clairvoyant ability being able to sense those things a lot of people didn't realize what was happening to them or what they were sensing and that kind of thing until it had already happened though
0: yeah i've i've been in that situation before where you just you kind of felt like dread and you, you didn't know what was about to happen but you seem like and and it's usually in hindsight you're like you know I had a bad feeling that something wasn't right about this situation and then later something bad happens and it makes you go huh that's weird and especially with dreams like if you dream about something I almost everybody's had a dream about something and then it kind of happened and you're like what how does what's going on there am am I psychic or what (laughs) like how do you you dream something that happens
3: Right. Well, those are called precognitive dreams, and there are people who actually have that divine gift, and um, their mission kind of in life is to spend a lifetime, um, you know, enhancing their abilities and things like that, because they can actually uh, be helpful to others, and especially with dream interpretation, things like that.
0: Do you ever come across people in your line of work that might be an empath or clairvoyant or, or paranormal sensitive, um, or, uh, and they don't want to be, like they try to resist it and they try to fight it off? Because it seems like to me those would the, be the ones that would be the most compelling because they're not trying to, to receive something. It's just happening.
3: Right. Um, yes, I meet people like that, but their main problem is that they're scared of it or they really don't know what to do with it. Um, that that's part of their problem, I, and usually what I do is try to make them aware that what they have is nothing to be scared of, and that they should. Um, I try to help them find ways to learn more about it, uh, to connect with groups. There's actually groups out there of people that you can connect with on social media that are like them, and um, it it you know lends gives support, lends support to people who are struggling with. You know, self-awareness in that way. And um, it, it, it's actually a very nice divine gift. It, it's not anything to fear. It's actually a wonderful divine gift that some people have.
0: Circling back to my first question, you were talking about researching a place and uh, seeing if you pick up any energy. Is it possible, Like, or have you ever seen an instance where something... Uh, arguably probably was haunted, but it just isn't anymore like can something n- not be haunted anymore at all that used to be, or is there always going to be some something residual left over?
3: It can definitely well well no, normally that would be like within a, an intelligent haunting residual energy just just like a broken record that just keeps playing over and over and over, and sometimes that'll just be there forever you know um, until it wears itself out. Till the energy dissipates or whatever. Um, as far as intelligent hauntings, there are um, instances where a place may be haunted and yes, years pass, and then you go back to that place or maybe a new family moves in and nothing happens anymore. You know, it could be that the, that the ghost decided to go into the light or to haunt somewhere else or just not show up anymore. But the thing is, you know, not everybody experiences hauntings. It's it's really it's really interesting. There are some places that can be um, have a lot of paranormal activity and then there's some where it, it doesn't happen that much. Just like this morning when I did a radio show I was talking to we were talking about this subject, and I was talking to the, uh, the announcer there, and he was, he was telling me, he says, you know, it's the strangest thing. He says, some people, um, you know, why do you think some people experience it and others don't? And, and I really think, uh, or I know for a fact, that we're, we're very, very busy in our lives. And one reason why that some people don't experience paranormal activity, even the ones that want to, that they think this is incredible, they're very interested in the subject, but they're kind of still on the fence about it because they've never experienced anything. And I told them, I said, you're gonna have to slow down. You know, we have a million thoughts running through our minds every day. And if you really want to experience the magic or some magic like this, if you will, you have to be observant and you have to clear your mind of everything else that's going on, all the static and it's um, focus on what it is that you're really interested in um, as far as a particular haunting or that kind of thing. So, and you know, children, children tend to be more susceptible to the paranormal, but I mean, that's really simple. Like I explained on our tour the other night, you know, they have, um, they've not been conditioned to believe that the paranormal is not possible and their mind is fresh.
0: Right. Animals, too, though, right? It seems like animals have kind of a, a thing. Like, everybody's seen their dog raise their head and look at something kind of sideways with his ears poked up, and you're like, What are you looking at? What do you see that I don't see? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like animals are, are able to see stuff. Yeah, I, I think that they do.
3: Absolutely. I think that they see it. You know, things like I said this morning, too, when I was having this conversation. You know, we have things that go on every single day. I think that this goes on constantly. I think that we're just not aware of what's happening. Um, I think humans are very busy in our busy lives. And, um, you know, especially in a very haunted place, animals tend to be totally in tune. You know, their instinctual uh, sensations are so much more heightened than ours because they don't have any other static outside of just, eating and breathing and being a pet you know yeah but their instincts are, their instincts are very very heightened and um even in my own home where i live uh, there has been times where i felt like something paranormal was going on and my dog just he always focuses on a certain area of the house and it's just really interesting i know that he's seeing something there but i don't know what he's seeing right I but I do believe that he's seeing the spirit of someone and he's very curious about it. Um, and it's, it's really, it's really entertaining to watch him and I just, you know, it, it doesn't scare me at all. I, I just am a little bit I'm mesmerized by it.
0: Yeah. And it's like you said, uh, animals instincts and, and perception and senses is far superior to ours, their ability to hear and see and smell. And, uh, Yes. If they see something or hear something, it's definitely worth taking note because they'll they'll hear it or see it before we would. Our Senses right. are sharper. Absolutely.
3: Yes. I think that they can hear things. They can hear noises that are, you know, of course, I don't know exactly the the decibels above ours, but um, it is, you know, everyone knows that the dog's hearing is is tremendous in relation to a a human's ability, capacity to hear. So I think that they are uh, hearing something that's possibly much more high-pitched or in a, definitely of a different pitch, but they also can pick up on movement and things that we're not seeing
0: right. or sensing. It's like I, um, right. I mentioned before the interview started that I'm really glad that we did the tour before I interviewed you because during the tour, I took notes. And uh, I was really glad that that somebody actually put on a, a ghost tour like that in Tupelo in downtown Tupelo. I, I, there's never been one that I know of, um, and I was really excited when I when I saw it. How long have you been doing those tours? Is this your first year? Um,
3: no, those tours actually. I, I started those tours a few years ago, actually, and they ran for two or three years. Uh, we were slammed it, it, they were very successful but as my writing and everything began to precedence um i just i couldn't do all of it and so i i closed the tours uh period you know temporarily and then the timing was just right to, to revive that the timing was just right now um, you know it was it was the right time to revive the tours because um you know the downtown area is really booming and that kind of thing and people are really hungry for this type of entertainment and so uh, I made that decision to bring them back and it looks like that um, it's the right time and people are ready. Uh, they're, they're excited about it so and I'm excited
0: about it too. Yeah I couldn't agree more uh, as far as the timing and the, the proof is in the numbers. I mean we had a big group for and, and that was on a Thursday night and uh i believe you said that the the other tours have been even even larger numbers uh like on, didn't you do one like how many, how many have you done this year so far
3: well now we just opened it up in october we started with the haunted history tour um and there's other tours that i also wrote scripted you know that we do but the haunted history tour is by far the most popular uh, of the different tours that we've done i've, I've done a um, designed one that was a Civil War tour, designed a historic Tupelo, Elvis tour, the haunted history, and even was working on one that was, uh, that pertained to Chickasaw, um, to the, you know, the Chickasaw nation. But, um, the haunted history tour is by far the most, you know, it's the most popular, and, um. We started it this month. We just picked some select dates to do this, and I have someone, of course, you met Lisa, who works with me, right. and she helps. She helps uh, on the tour. She's got a lot that she can add to um, what we do because she's got, you know. A lot of experience, you know, she's been, she's, while I've been researching the paranormal and doing some investigations over the years, she spent her entire, the last two or three decades doing nothing but paranormal investigations. So she's, uh, and I've been, you know, combining mine with writing and that kind of thing. So she's got a lot of knowledge and and things that is beneficial uh, and enhances the, t- the tours even more. But um, we'll be doing uh, a few more of these. You're right, they, they have been sold out uh, this past weekend. We were sold out for Friday and Thursday night. Uh, we're almost completely sold out for this next weekend. We're probably going to be overbooked for Friday night. And then Saturday night is looking that way too. But we've had to open up a couple of extra dates. Um, because of the response, it's just been it's just been really, really great. We've um, added the 25th and the 30th. The Thursday night is the 25th, and the 30th is um, a Tuesday night to so go ahead and offer two more nights of the haunted history tour. And then when we get into November, and December, we'll uh, you know we'll add probably the historic downtown Tupelo tour. All the guys, you know, dressing costume. And depending on what the theme of the tour is, that's, you know, what the basis of the costume is. Um, The historic Tupelo is 19th century costumes, or maybe early 20th century, during the 20s to 1920s. Um, So it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of fun, you learn a lot about history, and on that Haunted History Tour, people really get uh, introduced to the paranormal and some you know, some foundations are laid there on teaching them how to ghost hunt. Um, we picked up some incredible photography. I don't know if you've checked out the Tupelo Historic Tours uh, Facebook uh, site, but if you have it, go on there and look and scroll down. There is a picture that a guest took, and we believe that that's a picture of a portal. Um, it's very, very rare to get that kind of picture. It almost happens never almost never happens but um got a picture of that and it's, it's really fascinating i'm not surprised where it happened though because at that site that's a very haunted site not i'm not surprised at all but it was really 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 interesting
0: yeah i saw a picture on the event page that someone had posted is that the same one you're referring to
3: Probably so. yeah, it looks like there's a, a light coming down from the sky and it's angled straight toward the ground. Um, when a portal opens up like that or when, when you're able to actually catch it on camera uh, is always when a spirit is either entering or leaving the spiritual realm realm. So it doesn't it's very rare that that happens. It's very rare to get a picture of a portal. You know, if you remember in the movie, you know some of your listeners may have watched that movie many years ago called uh, Ghost with um, Patrick Swayze and Debbie Moore.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
3: You know what I'm talking about, and you remember whenever uh, when he died or when there was death, the, the light would the light beam would come down. That was the portal opening up for him to go into the light. Well, that's what this portal is. That's how you catch that. And in real life, you know, you're not going to catch a massive light or whatever. You'll get a glimpse of it on a camera. It'll show up like, sometimes it shows up pretty good. But that particular picture was really interesting. You know, and it was dark, so I don't even think she used her flash. I don't remember seeing flashes going off the other night. They might have been, though.
0: Yeah, I learn a little more every year when we do this. And I, in hindsight, I'm thinking back because I've tagged along on so many tours and investigations and stuff, and, and I snap pictures. And I'll be going through the pictures, and all of a sudden, one will just have some light. And I'm like, where would that light come from? I didn't have my flash on. Nobody else had a flash on. And I've even seen the streaks before on stuff, and I had no idea that I had potentially captured something. I just wrote it off as like a, a fluke, you know, like maybe just something, some light came from a place, and I just didn't notice it. But – uh now that I'm thinking back at some of these pictures, I'm like, when there's a streak of light, that might I might not need to write it off so easily. It might actually be something there. Right. Could be. Um, Absolutely. I would encourage anybody to go do one of these tours, even if you're not into the paranormal. The, the stuff I learned on the historic aspect, I've lived in North Mississippi my whole life, and I had no idea about some of the locations of the buildings. I didn't realize that the... The, the civil war stuff was so prominent in downtown Tupelo. I knew it was in the area, obviously, but I didn't know that they held prisoners there. I didn't know they had, you know, the, the executions that you talked about across like across the railroad tracks, where they made them dig their grave, and just all kinds of little stories of that I had no idea. And uh, I think anybody should do this tour. It, if if you're just into ghosts and don't care about history, you should do it. If you like history and don't even believe in ghosts, you should do it. Or if you're just looking for something to do, I mean, it's it's fun. And uh, it's very, very informative. And I, I had a blast doing it. I thought it was really cool.
3: That is awesome. Yeah, we're going to be doing those. And we meet downtown in uh, downtown Tupelo at, uh, at the courthouse, at the old courthouse on the south end of the Angel Statue. Tickets are $20 each, and you pay whenever you get there. But you do have to call and book a reservation because we do – have to kind of know how many people. We have to cut off the, cut off the you know, the tours at a certain point because it's not safe to have too big of a crowd crossing the street and that kind of thing. So, uh, but you can call 662-205-5023, and you can book a reservation that way. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. And check out the books. Now, this week, um, there's a sale on some of my books in the Haunted series. In fact, the the one that just came out in September, September the 18th, I believe, Or no, September the 10th is when it was released. Um, it is volume three in the Haunted series and it's based on Columbus and some investigations that we actually did at some of Columbus's most haunted sites. If you don't know anything about Columbus and Mississippi, um, I invite you to check out Columbus. um, Check out the history of Columbus. Um, It's incredible. It really, really is. They've got one of the largest collections treasures of antebellum homes in the state of Mississippi, second only to Natchez. And, um, you know, it survived the war. It it survived the Civil War, all of these antebellum homes because it was not burned. Um, Columbus was used as a hospital town. And a lot of the Civil War soldiers were transported there after the Battle of Shiloh. And if you know anything about Civil War history, you know that there were tens of thousands of deaths in the Battle of Shiloh. Um, so they were they were everywhere, all over the place. The ones that, uh, not just the dead, but the, the ones that were fighting for their life. And um, a lot of those ended up uh, traveling by train to Columbus, and they were put in seems like every single home there was used uh, in some capacity as a hospital to house, um, you know, the sick or dying or wounded, and that town has got some kind of haunted history, let me tell you. Oh,
2: yeah. It
3: really, really does. I mean, I just barely tap the surface. If I could spend, you know, a, a good year, just completely focused on Columbus and their um, haunted history. There's no telling what I could come up with. You know, I've spent years here in Tupelo and there's still so much more to explore. And Tupelo has, an ex- has a phenomenal um, haunted history. And it, but it, it, Tupelo's is a little bit spread out. You know, we've got more than one battlefield in Lee County. Um, we had the Battle of Bryce's Crossroads. And then, of course, we had the Battle of Tupelo that was fought. Really, when you drive up and down West Main Street or headed toward Tanataka like on Highway 6, I mean, you're driving right through the battlefield, and people don't realize it, but you were literally driving through uh, the area where soldiers just 150 years ago were fighting. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it, you know, it's, it's amazing when you think about it. So lots, lots of haunted, lots of haunted history. There's lots of spirits still here, definitely.
0: Yeah, and I've always heard people say things like, you know, we never had any weird stuff happen until we remodeled our living room or until we started tearing up the carpets and redoing this and that. And it seems like ghosts don't really like change very much. They don't like you messing with their stuff. And there's so much construction that's going on downtown in Tupelo. Like, think about how much downtown Tupelo's changed in the last ten years. Do you think that 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 kind of translates into a citywide thing, like it does at a house, where it can kind of stir up activity?
3: Absolutely. And I don't think any of the ghosts have left downtown Tupelo. The night after you came and took the tour on Thursday, the very next night on Friday night we had a presence that followed us for almost a quarter of a mile. And it followed us down, uh, when we got down to, uh, let's see, we were on Spring Street. When we crossed over and took that corner there headed toward the railroad tracks, we were being followed. And uh, some activity picked up on um, on the spirit box, and a guest felt in fact, the guest thought that the someone that his spouse had walked past him and bumped his arm,
2: mm.
3: and it, and she, she was nowhere near. Uh, he he became he he stopped what he was doing and he was looking around. And it's it's so it's kind of funny to see the looks on people's faces who have no, really not ever experienced this type of thing, and then when they do, they, well, they're just like anybody else. You know, we're all kind of shocked,
2: right. but
3: it was really interesting and there was a shadow there was a shadow that followed us for quite a while and it, it went the funny thing is it didn't belong to anybody you know everybody has their own shadow. this particular shadow had no body to attach to so it was really interesting um you know i tell people if you've taken the tour once wait a little while if you want but come back and take the tour again and um see what happens sometimes we add information sometimes we'll be adding some things to the tours and um you know in the upcoming months come back and take another
0: one right you know i've heard also a lot about um energy and and things attaching themselves to people in fact a lot of times uh, i've tagged along with investigations and stuff and at the end of the at the end of the, the tour, the investigation, they'll say nobody is allowed to follow us or go with us. Like, you need to stay here. Uh, and I guess that's a good thing to say for anything that is willing to comply with your commands, but can spirits not be disobedient and just say, hey, I'm going to follow you home anyway. I'm going with you. I done pack my bags. I'm ready.
3: Um, you know, there's – there are some people that believe that that there's nothing you can do to keep that from happening. Right. Um, on the other hand, it certainly doesn't hurt, you know, to to issue the order or, or to you know try to dissuade them from from following that kind of thing. So, um, but I've heard other people say other people in the in this field. Studies say that you know it's there's no guarantees uh, and some there's there's a lady I know that believes that she says I'm telling you it doesn't matter what you do if they're gonna if they've determined that they're gonna be with you they just are
0: yeah that's kind of my so, kind of my curiosity is like what what evidence is there that we have authority to say don't follow me I mean I, like I said it's probably not a bad idea to say it but um, I mean if you got a ghost of, doesn't want to comply, you know. It may just, it may just hop on board right. and go on home with you.
3: <laughs> right. Well, that's true. Well, I will tell you, you know, based on depending on if it's just a ghost, which is the spirit of a. Uh, of a person who once walked the earth in human form, um, that that's different, you know. But if it is something a lower vibrational being that you're dealing with, such as a demon or something like that, uh, we do have the authority. We have biblical authority based on uh, the authority that, that Christ and through Christ that was given to us um, to order certain, you know, lower vibrational beings to stay in their place so luckily we do have um we've got fighting back power um through that but um as far as just a just a ghost or whatever you know sometimes you just um you just have to hope that they will you can stage stage the area you can uh, do different types of things you can say prayers you can but the one thing that i do tell people is remember this look you have to be in control of your home and your surroundings if there's something that's going on there that doesn't make you happy you need to order it to leave and be very firm about it you know you are here in physical form not them and it takes a tremendous amount of energy for them to be able to move objects and do things like that so you can't live in fear because they feed off of fear, especially the lower vibrational beings. Um, And most of the time, I really tell you, most of the time, if it's just a haunting based on, a residual haunting is just what it is. It's just a repeated energy or something that happened that just continues to play over and over and over like a broken record. But if it is uh, an intelligent haunting of a ghost that just doesn't want to cross over, Really, what you—I mean—you would talk to them like you would talk to, you would reason with them, talk to them just like you would talk to a human being um, who's still here. I mean, they're just separated from their physical body. Seriously, it's really that simple. Um, and in all in all of the years that I have been involved in paranormal research, I really have never dealt with a situation that was a mean ghost. I mean, normally, when it's something that is, you know, bad that's going on, or, you know, angry, I mean, it, that particular being is something that's, it's a completely different situation. And that requires a completely different manual yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go by than just, yeah. than just telling change. a ghost. To, to, yes, the rules change, they do.
0: So, um, yeah, because yeah. I've, I've heard for years a lot of people say, you know, don't be afraid of ghosts because they can't hurt you. And that makes sense, and I get it, and I see where they're coming from. But at the same time, I've also heard of people getting bruises, people getting scratched, people being bitten, yeah. hair being pulled. Yeah. And there's pictures yep. of that. I mean, there's a lot of very compelling evidence that people actually have been harmed by ghosts. So... Yep. Or does, you know, it's, and it's hard to go, I I would assume it's hard to say, well, that's just a mean ghost, but that's a demon. Like, you know, it's, how do you tell? How do you know?
3: Well, you know, there are different ways to tell. And normally, well, I will tell you this, that whenever someone comes to me and they're requesting that kind of help and they're having, they're being, you know, hit and And all that kind of stuff I mean normally I try to put them in touch with a person or an organization that has dealt with this type of thing more and that knows how to eliminate that I mean it may be look it's not going to be just a one-time show up and and you know bless the house and it's over it may take it may take weeks of it it may take weeks of it of Rituals and things going on, and things that you do in order to rid your house of this. And then, of course, there's some that say you can just leave. Sometimes you can leave, and sometimes it's the person that's haunted. So that each each situation is different, and you just kind of have to analyze it based on you know what's actually happening.
0: Yeah.
3: My my personal feeling would be if I'm in a a home where this kind of stuff is going on, uh, I know how I would be, I would be packing up my stuff and getting the heck out of there. Um, right. I will tell you that I did live in a, uh, a home that, you know, when we moved into it, we had no idea. I mean, it was many years ago, but we moved in it and had no idea that anything had ever gone on. And oh my gosh, It was something every single day, it seemed like. Um, The footsteps and things were just horrendous at night. It would just, it would march up and down in in the uh, attic and it would be so loud that I swore. I just, I kept telling my family, I'm telling you, we have got a homeless person living in our attic. Somebody has got to go up there and see who is in the attic because a squirrel cannot make that kind of noise. (laughs) And, of course, we did go up, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing, just, and this is an older home, but it was a home that was in the area, it was built in an area where it was a Confederate camp, Confederate campsite, and also there was, uh, horse thieves had been hung in this area, you know, and buried there, so, I mean, who knows what was on the lot, you know, but, um, we moved. We sold the house, and when we moved, I mean, I never had a minute another bit of trouble at all. It was, and you know, and as far as I know, the people that moved in there, they never heard a thing. Even the couple that told, that that lived there before us, we asked them about it. There was another couple that lived there said they never experienced anything. But the man that actually owned the home and sold us the home said that they experienced stuff all the time. So, you know, it was strange. It was like the owner of this home, they had things and they would even seen it in the hallway. And then they rented the house to another couple that was living there at the time whenever we decided to buy. And they said, no, we never had a thing happen. Not just, just uh, not one thing. Don't even, don't even know what you're talking about. So it was, you know, who knows? Yeah. Sometimes you can leave and you just can, (laughs) you can escape it. Sometimes you can't.
0: Yeah. What is it about this time of year? And I understand that paranormal doesn't just happen around October and Halloween, but it does kind of feel like it ramps up around that time. Is that just our perception because it's that time of year? Or is there something? I think it is.
3: To be honest, I think it is our perception. Um seriously I, I think a lot of it has to do with our perception because the paranormal goes on all year long i mean the ghosts don't need a need a special day uh for them to come out and make their presence known. Right. So they're you know um but but halloween you know has that mystique to it as well and and look if if october seems to be the month when there's more paranormal activity happening you got to think about all the energy and all the focus that we all at the you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people are celebrating this month as the spooky month. Right. Well, you know, when you generate that kind of energy and stuff, heck yeah. You know, everybody's focused in on that, and so I, I can see how that, you know, that's the way that, that spirits get their, that's the way they manifest, it's the way they get their energy and stuff. They they suck the life out of the people around them, if you will. Right.
2: So
3: when you when you're building that kind of energy and during this time of year and you know fall there's something about fall it's uh you know there's something about the harvest you know you think about the theory of harvesting something and the spring starts a new beginning it's a, it's, a, it's a time of endings and and new beginnings and so uh theoretically it all makes sense really
0: right i guess I guess yeah. Like I know, like I said before, it's paranormal it doesn't go by a calendar or a clock, but it, it seems like it's ramped up then. So maybe I, I guess it's just we're paying more attention, or the general right. public is paying more attention around Halloween because that, that's that's what we've conditioned ourselves to expect around that time. That is exactly right. That
3: is exactly right. Well, I have certainly enjoyed being with you today. I, I certainly have. I hope that you will get a chance to come back to the tours, and um, hope these your listeners will go on there and check out our our book, my books on the about the haunted series, and join us on Facebook.
0: Yeah, before we wrap up, I definitely want to get out any plugs you have. What's your what's your current? Uh, your most recent book that you're pushing, and how can people find you at the different places? Okay.
3: The Haunted, uh, Volume 3, uh, Possum Town is the third volume. Uh, they can get that and get any of my books at Amazon.com. My website is lsydneyfisher.com. That's an L, and then Sydney is spelled with a Y. S Y D N E Y, Fisher, F I S H E R.com. And you can go on there and have a look, and uh, you'll find links to any of those books that you're interested
0: in. Okay, awesome. Well, I sure appreciate you calling in. I had a fun time talking to you. I had a fun time on the tour. I really enjoyed reading your book. If you have any other projects coming up uh, throughout the year at any time, let us know. We'll have you back on, and we'll uh, we'll promote what you're doing, because I'm, I'm really enjoying what you got going on.
3: That's awesome. Thank you so much. It was great being on the show.
0: All right. Well, you have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell everyone where they can find real pop culture online in what we call The List.
2: You just made The List.
0: Thank you, Chris Jericho. You can go to www.realpopculture.com. That's our website. You can listen to episodes right there. You can download the Podomatic app, search for Real Pop Culture. You can download and listen to episodes there. Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash realpopculturepodcast. Our Twitter is at realpopculture1. We're on Instagram. Search for us there. We're on iTunes, Google Play. You have to go to Google Play Music and then search for Real Pop Culture. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. All episodes are re-aired on The Edge Radio U.S. Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You just made the list. You can go to advertisecast.com and find out how you, yes, you, can be a part of real pop culture by way of advertising, you can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's area code 662-305-9783. You just made the list! And last but not least, you can always email us, popculture4real, that's the number, forreal, at gmail.com. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I was telling somebody today <laughs> that my dog is the best companion, <laughs> the best familiar and the best pet, but he's the worst podcast dog (laughs) that has ever lived. He sucks at podcasting. Because if we make him go outside, <laughs> he's just going to scratch on the door and we let him in. If sure we let him it. in, he's just going to make a bunch of noises while we're
3: Yeah.
1: Your reaction was funny, though, because just, he just walked in with that tinfoil from the grill eating it, and you acted like somebody, somebody get him. You acted like he was your second child playing yeah. playing in a diaper.
0: Second, I mean, well, it's
1: not the first. The first child reaction is different than the second child reaction. Uh, yeah. You say your first child playing in a diaper, you get a little bit more dramatic. Oh,
0: you're like, oh, let me go get that baby. Oh, that baby. The like, second is like, oh, good some Lord. That. Somebody get, get that. it. Get Get out of here.
2: It. Get that kid out of my face.
1: Third, third child, you just walk away. You don't even say that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah uh, Pig, <laughs> I love you to death, but you suck at podcasting. <laughs> that is not your strong point, my friend. You have other great qualities, but being on a podcast. Is not nah, yeah, you don't yeah. need to start one on your own. You're the only thing you're saying right now Is worth my bone. Yeah. That's it. That's all he hears when I saw this work. My bones where? My bones wear. Bone
1: Go get it, Pig. Go get it, Pig.
0: You know, it's funny we're talking about pets because uh, I'm going to do a big shout out to our sponsor, Shadow Paranormal, for bringing us the ghost hunting equipment. Oh, yeah. For To use for this Halloween season.
1: You oh, looked in there with pets? Cool. Huh? You put them in, the, you segued hey, in hey, there
0: hey, what? <laughs> Dude, this is my Segway. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't unplug the batteries from it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not picture somebody riding around on a Segway and somebody unplugged the battery? I uh,
1: no. I didn't and not I even boom. get that. that. And they don't
0: know where to go or what to yeah. do because their Segway died. Get off and walk. <laughs> not in today's... Whoa. Like, like a real man. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when the eleva- when the escalator
1: dies. People just stand there. You're
0: like, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're never let down by an escalator Because if it breaks It just stares <laughs> True and You can still use it a, yeah. yeah Okay, so anyway I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this home So that you're not confused anymore Because you look very distraught By my comparison of ghost equipment to pets um, One of the uh, One of the pieces of equipment That Shadowstalkers Paranormal brought to us To use this Halloween season Was a K2 meter which is a very popular ghost hunting apparatus. It lights up. You get a hit. They call it a K2 hit. You know, It starts blinking. You're like, uh-oh, we got something. A booger hank. <laughs> so I, I actually went and did the K2 meter on my cat. <laughs> okay. Like, scanned my cat with the K2 meter because I, I seriously think that bitch is possessed. But it turns out she's not possessed by a demon. She is one. She just is one. She just is one. So what did the K2 meter do? Well, it's not the K2 meter. It's, it's my collection of experiences oh, okay. with that crazy bitch. I just figured your cat was Because so- I will be doing shit like in the yard or in here or minding my own business. And all of a sudden, I would just feel some eyes <laughs> staring at me. And I'll, and I'll look and she's like behind a bush with mm-hmm. hard eye contact. Okay. Like staring at me. So maybe your
1: cat has got so demon possessed that it's got some special forces training enough to well, be.
0: No, she's trying to control could, my mom. It
1: could beat a K2 meter.
0: She's Yeah, she's trying yeah, like, she's trying to control my mom.
1: Like Green Beret can beat a lie detector test. Like, you know
0: that Michael Myers picture where he's kind of like behind the bush and she's standing there staring? Mm-hmm. That's my cat. In a, in, a, <laughs> in a meme is my cat. In your in a meme. Yeah, in a meme. My cat just like stares at me and I'm like. Whoa, whoa Where'd this come from? And like sometimes One of, the, one of her eyes Is kind of bigger than the other <laughs> Like Like she's making A facial expression I'm like You're an animal I didn't know you did that And I know what she's thinking She's like Hey big guy Drop that bone <laughs> Don't you ever Forget to get that meow mix Or we will have some problems Do you understand? And i like, meow mix, all five, the big bag, I get it. We're cool. Stop staring at me. I feel awkward. Well, you don't have a cat, do you? Uh, no. If you had a cat, you would totally understand that. Like, uh, people are listening to this that have cats are like, yes, cats are evil. That's why I don't own cats. They're evil.
2: Kate's
0: got four. Oh, well. <laughs> so, anyway, my cat's a demon. And uh, we threw out a lifeline... We threw out the message to people that this year's thing is to send us lists of their favorite horror movie sequels. Because, you know, last year we did the top ten horror movies. Top ten horror movies. So now we got to do the top ten sequels. And you said Kara was mad because she wanted what? She
1: said that was, that was not a good idea. That was a, a bad idea.
0: That was a bad idea. So what do we got to do next she year?
1: She wants to do most underrated horror movie. I'm good with that. Yeah. For next
0: year. Yeah, for next year. Did you hear that? Yeah. I think the, I think the microphone's picked that well, up. The cat
1: heard you talking about it. Yeah. I'm going to go home now.
0: <laughs> Shut the door or
1: something. <laughs> I think never heard that cat meow all the times I've been over here.
0: <laughs> so we got a few, we got a couple people, a couple of our listeners have already sent in their, their lists. I'm still working on mine. I want to. I'm being. I get real meticulous about lists. I like lists. It's I'm, fun.
1: Yeah, I'm so old. I've seen so many movies.
0: Well, yeah. It, it's it's difficult because you go. Like I see. I've I've read these lists, and I'm like, damn, I forgot about that one. You know, you forget. Like you're like, oh, I've seen so many movies that. Sometimes they escape you when you're making your list.
1: Yeah, and the horror movie is so. It's kind of broad, considering. I mean Are you thinking like Really creepy 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 Or you think Little kid scary movies So I mean What, what is horror I mean Because well, I got mean, some ideas What I would use But I don't know If it applies to horror or not
0: Well I mean if It, it feels like it's It's your list so it's, it's true about Your yeah. interpretation so, But I don't want
1: nobody To give me that Oh I mean Man? I'm
0: going to laugh at you That's, put, not, that's a comedy what are you I'm going to laugh at you put Goosebumps on there <laughs> But still It's your list I've never watched Goosebumps I would put Monster Squad On mine I think I probably did
1: Monster Squad That's a pretty good movie
0: Do we have any Hardcore fans That remembers My list from last year That can (laughs) Fact check me on that But I think You know what I'm almost positive I put Monster Squad As an honorable mention As an honorable mention I think that's what I did Yeah Because I'm I'm a big fan Of that movie So anyway I put it out on Facebook That I wanted some people To uh, To hit us up With their Their sequel Horror movies and Sarah Thompson Cornwell, oh, I pronounced that right. I apologize if I, there's any name butchery involved. She says, uh, The Devil's Rejects, Halloween 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's pretty much it. Most others are awful. <laughs> um, I have a question, though. Is that Halloween 2 as in the original Halloween 2 or the Halloween 2 from the remake? And also, really? is it Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 from, like, original? Or there was a – well, there's been a bunch of Texas I'm Chainsaw I'm going to take
1: it as the originals or they'd yeah. specified. Yeah, that, That's I guess they That's what I'm going to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they have, like – they have tagline names for those. Uh, Andy Jaco, he says, uh, the Devil's Rejects, a Ouija – Origin of Evil. I don't think I've seen that one. Friday the 13th Part 2. I could not agree more because that's the first appearance of... Well, it's not the first appearance of Jason, but it's the first appearance of adult Jason, right? Him
1: being the actual killer, yes. Yeah.
0: Him being the protagonist of the situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Protagonist. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That was four syllables. Show's over. Cue the credits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Aliens. Plural. You know, it's so funny you say that, Andy, because uh, I had a conversation with somebody about this day before yesterday, and I was like, "Is Aliens a horror movie?" That was me. Is it sci-fi? That, is it I, I,
1: yeah, we was in, that was us talking.
0: Because it's it's a, such a it's such both.
1: It's the, it's the best sequel ever.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good regardless movie. of
1: horror or anything. It's the more. best sequel ever. I just
0: don't know where to put it because it is sci-fi, you it get, is horror, it is suspense and thriller. And, well,
1: back in nineteen eighty whatever. It was it's scary. You got it from the horror section. Oh. Yeah. Because so you don't
0: want a face hug. That's
1: how it applies.
0: You do not want a face <laughs> no. hug, right?
1: Right. once you
0: get a face hug, you think it's all friendly, somebody just wanting to kiss you and put eggs in your body. <laughs> and the next thing you know, there's an alien busting out your Yeah. That's not a good day. Just ruin the day. It's like, first you're like, oh, this thing just loves me and it's supposed to give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, boom. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs>
1: Hello my right time girl.
0: That was beautiful. We need
1: a frog singing out there. <laughs> we just showed everybody how old we are.
0: Evil Dead too. Could not disagree with that. And I love the story behind Evil Dead because they did the Evil Dead movie and it was underfunded, like a lot of horror movies, especially back then. And then they got some more money and then they just did the same thing again with more money. Mm-hmm. Not exactly, obviously, but it's basically the same movie twice, but with more money. Yeah. Uh, this one I've never seen, VHS 2. I didn't even know there was a VHS 1.
1: It's uh, And did
0: you watch it on VHS? Andy, can you follow up <laughs> and let us know did you watch VHS 2 on VHS?
1: Uh I watched VHS and I can't remember. It's it's a creepy movie. I know the girls really liked it. Uh the kids did and uh so they taught me and I'm watching it v- I think
0: I've told my ring story on here so I probably won't say it
1: again no uh, VHS it, it's, a, it's a good I haven't. don't think I've seen two though
0: have you ever had a VHS like that was basically your TV tuner back in the day where like the, the TV cable goes into your VHS and then out through your TV so when you're changing the channels you actually do it on the, on the VCR oh yeah You know like,
1: I'm, I'm older than you yeah I know okay. exactly so, I so, okay.
0: if you're listening to this and you're 38 <laughs> maybe 9 <laughs> Or older, you will understand this story. If if you're 24, just fast forward for about you know, a minute. Because <laughs> you're not going to get this. But that's the way my TV was hooked up in my right. room. And I watched The Ring. And then I went to bed. And what happens is, after I'm asleep for a while, my BCR would turn off, but my TV wouldn't.
1: Right, okay.
0: So I woke up in the middle of the night. And there's nothing but snow.
1: He's, yeah, poetry, yeah. On the uh, TV,
0: well, like in the ring, because then yeah, yeah. Like then the, the TV, yeah. then the phone rings, right? Yeah. So I wake up, I see that, I look at my phone, I'm like, "You son of a bitch, <laughs> <If> you ring? <laughs> I'm yeah. smashing you to pieces." Nightmare on Elm Street three. Which
1: one is it? Oh, is that the one God. with Jesse? Is that the one with Jesse?
0: I gotta. Hmm. Like I remember part two because it has a, like really cool sequence where like the dude's in in, laying in bed he wakes up and he's all sweaty and the record's like melting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's part two, right? And then he goes down to the furnace and Freddy's down there putting coals in the furnace. He's like, You've got the body, I've got the brain And he pulls the skin right. back off his brain. That was a terrible Freddy impression, I don't know. It was it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't as good as your ragtime girl. Uh
1: was three was Dream Warriors, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my god, that was Dream Warriors? Uh, yeah. Holy shit, yeah. Dockin', man.
1: Do that, do it.
0: Dream Warriors!
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to try it.
0: You just got to go all the Yeah, that was out. probably my
1: favorite, too. Uh, at a, at a, I like three. Man,
0: none of those sucked.
1: Yeah, those are good ones.
0: Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. And I'm glad he put in parentheses. The new one. New one. So what was that called, Sean? The new Texas? Huh? There was Texas Chainsaw Massacre and there
2: was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: So was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, the beginning, a prequel to the new part 1? Oh my God, this is confusing. Oh yeah. It's a prequel to the
2: remake.
0: Okay, that sums it up. And uh, Hannibal. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's pretty good. Good list, Andy. April Simmons. <clears throat> April Simmons says Army of Darkness. No disagreements there. Bride of Frankenstein. All right. That would be a sequel to Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Wait. What was the first one called? Joan. Not of, well, not of the Living Dead, and you had Return to the Living Dead. That's a different movie. Yeah.
2: They, well, they made a bunch of them, so it's hard to be like. You
0: have Land of the Dead. Hmm. So what was what came before Dawn of the Dead? When that was that Romero, George A. Romero. I'm glad you're googling over there. Because if you didn't, we'd get it fact-checked, like hardcore.
1: It's a remake. Dawn of the Dead is a uh, 2004 American action horror film directed by Zack Snyder.
0: Speak up. Uh, I don't know. Like Google can't even answer that?
1: Well, I don't really know what the... Dawn of the Dead was a movie that was made in the 70s, and they remade it, remade it in 2004. But they do not really say what the original movie was okay maybe it's just a remake maybe it's just a remake yeah
0: okay so they modernized it i get i mean i know what i know what movie we're talking about i'm just getting them i get them mixed up with like oh
1: yeah there's so many zombie movies not
0: of the dead return of the dead uh, sean of the dead (laughs) Dead. (laughs) why don't that have a sequel that'd be on my (laughs) list poltergeist 2 i don't disagree with that either poltergeist 2 was pretty creepy is that the one where the bodies came out of the swimming pool Oh, they were one.
1: digging a swimming pool. That was one.
0: Was that one? That was one. That was well, a, that was the original. That was one. Are you, yeah, you're right. Second one's in an apartment building. And then at the end, they put the TV outside. Was that? Part That's two? one. That's still one.
1: That's one. Still
0: all one. Man, I can't get out of the original.
2: Two is in an apartment
1: building. Yeah, and they fall in that mud hole in the, in the car parking garage. It was creepy. I mean, I stepped over mud holes, mud puddles, for a while. Like a I need to
0: rewatch that. That's why I like doing these lists, because it it makes me want to go back and rewatch stuff that I can't remember correctly because I watched it, like, originally. Halloween H2O. Is that the one where Jamie Lee Curtis came back? And died. Yep. And yeah. she cut, like, uh... She cut Michael Myers' head off at the end?
1: Uh, yeah. is that, that was it? it. Yeah. Is that I'm not asked. the one she died at the end of it?
0: Spoiler alert. Yeah, H2O was Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Yeah, she's in it.
0: She's in it. Yep. Because he's pinned up against...
1: Oh, yeah, and it's really the ambulance driver or something. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Whoa, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert it's, not, it's not Michael Myers. <laughs> he doesn't die.
0: I think it's okay. Cause he that's
1: doesn't die. He, like, what, he don't, four, die. Or he or don't die in H2O, <laughs> just so you know.
0: Okay, spoiler alert. Michael <laughs> Myers doesn't die. A guy with a mask does, though. not bad... <laughs> <laughs> with an axe. Troll 2. Have you seen that? Uh, no, okay. I have not. Have you seen Troll?
1: I know. I never heard of it.
0: Sean, have you seen Troll? There you go. Oh. Yep. I see. And last but not least, Sinister 2. Yeah. Right?
1: You, you skip one. Yeah. You skip Final Destination.
0: Oh, my bad. Final Destination 2. That's another one of those franchises that kind of run together.
1: I love them though, because it's like oh, yeah. I mean, it's I like uh like it's like Creepy Horror Goldberg's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Goldberg machines that kill you. <laughs>
0: I remember I was in the theater and I can't remember if this was the first, second, or twelfth one. But like the girls talking to him is like, "You could all just effing die!" And as soon as she said "die," she was like walking backwards and she stepped into the street and this bus went boom. Oh yeah, Yeah, yeah. I think I was like, "Whoa!" Like I I, jumped up, like "Holy shit!" You know she did. Yeah, I don't. I know. one was you know with she did.
1: One was the airplane. That was the first one and that was cool. And the second one I think was the train the 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 Is that the roller coaster? Is it the roller coaster or the pile up? The the mm-hmm. I don't know. I think with the with the logs and stuff. Yes.
0: Yeah. Hell they all
1: run together. They all run together. They're, I think we need to watch some horror movies. But uh but I do I like the final destinations.
0: Well yeah. thank y'all for submitting your list of sequels. I'm working on mine as we speak. Me too. And uh, we will have a bunch more coming down the next couple of episodes. And don't be shy. Send them in. What's your favorite sequel? I don't think anybody's going to say Halloween 3.
1: <laughs> well, if they well, did, they didn't like the other ones. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yeah, just guy's go.
0: gonna, but okay, but let's be fair. What if that movie wasn't even called Halloween? It was just called like... Well, I mean, was it a sucky movie, or was it sucky because we didn't get Michael Myers?
1: Well, see, the Halloween 1 and 2 was the same movie. It was an extension. It was just basically like to be continued, like right. in the 70s. Right. It was, they were going to do a different one every the, year. They were going to do But, but right uh, and after they'd done 1 and 2, Halloween franchise at that point in the early 80s, I think, because the first one came out in, what, 78, 79? Yep. That was over. Halloween 1 and 2 was it. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to do anymore. So this other company who was making this horror movie with masks that turn you into cockroaches or whatever bought the name Halloween and used it for Halloween 3 and after everybody went and got Halloween from what I read or I don't know it's pretty speculation or whatever they seen what initial response Halloween 3 got and it was a horrible movie they just went and back with four. But
0: again, was it a horrible movie? Oh, it was horrible. Just expecting. Oh, it was horrible. Horrible.
1: It was horrible. It looked like we made it with our v- with a VHS camera. We can go make it right. We now. can make a better movie now. Let's do it. With that, with a because the yeah with our iPhone. Let's do it. I say we remake that movie.
0: Well, they said the <laughs> iPhone five has a better camera in it. Than the I guess megapixel wise or whatever did
1: anything they had in 1983
0: then, well no <laughs> then they, they did to film the prequels to Star oh,
1: yeah. Wars oh yeah but yeah
0: that that movie
1: was just it didn't make any sense it was horrible
0: okay <laughs> I, I don't know I'm not trying to defend it I just don't remember enough about it to to know like because I know I was disappointed that Michael Myers wasn't in it I mean, it had a cool cover Oh, yeah. The cover, yeah, the cover was Halloween, probably was like, the best. Oh, it's
1: probably the best cover this ever. This is scary as hell.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't wait to get this. And then I watched it, and I remember the disappointment. But I can't remember if the disappointment was just because I didn't see Michael Myers or because it felt, to me, it felt like, uh, which Jason movie is it that don't have Jason? Was it five? Yeah. Oh, J- yeah. Jason five. Yeah. That didn't have Jason. I was like, what? Is it the I one? Didn't, I don't yeah, I how know. do you not have Jason in the Jason that movie? That was horrible. Other than the first one. No, I'm talking about the one before uh, Jason Lives. Oh, yeah,
2: because of that guy. Yeah.
0: It was a copycat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? Spoiler. This should have been a... <laughs> <laughs> if you're that backed up on horror movies, <laughs> you're going to this. <laughs> you're gonna need VHS 1 and 2. Yeah. See yeah. how I brought that back around? <laughs> it's pretty good. The other thing I wanted to talk about in our little outro here is I had a I had a really good epiphany about my my place in the universe as it relates to the paranormal this last week. And I've been thinking about this long and hard because I I, I coined the term paranormal curious. Right. You got to pay me every time you say it. Okay, yeah. It's only about a nickel. All right. You can afford it. <laughs> um I was listening to astonishing legends and they were talking about uh, Supernatural And paranormal And They didn't go down This path exactly with it But it was enough to get my brain Turning to the point where I paused the podcast And started thinking And I went down this Do you ever do that? You go down oh, this yeah. rabbit hole by yourself uh-huh. And you get to the end of it And you're like What, 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 what even got me here? Like what do we yeah. doing? Am I right. crazy? I'm just talking to myself But um, uh, the the idea is basically i'm into the supernatural not necessarily without the well the supernatural could be anything including paranormal but paranormal is definitely going to be supernatural but not necessarily vice versa do you know what i mean
1: no absolutely okay not. the
0: definition <laughs> of the term supernatural is in the name Right, supernatural. It supernatural. It's something that's way more than natural. It's super.
1: Yeah, supernatural. But
0: supernatural to me says it could possibly be explained by science.
1: Okay, I got you now. By yeah.
0: just deductive troubleshooting and reasoning. Right. And, Maybe I saw this, but maybe I saw that. Let's see if there's dust clouds. or
1: So basically, anything paranormal is supernatural. But it doesn't exclude paranormal. But anything supernatural is not necessarily always paranormal. It's not always paranormal, gotcha. but it
0: doesn't close the door to paranormal.
1: Right. I got you now. We're on the same page.
0: Sort of like the we all we always misuse the word UFO. Uh, UFO is unidentified flying object. Right. Well, everything that you don't know for sure is a plane or a helicopter is a UFO. Is UFO but, it doesn't necessarily mean it's an alien spacecraft, right? But it doesn't mean it's not.
1: Probably because those don't exist.
0: Uh, <laughs> man, I got the alien spacecraft people on the line, and they are not happy.
1: You know what's more? Uh, you know what's more? Go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here we go. Here we all go. Right. Put, oh, on that, Lord. put on uh, Put on. Put uh, on. Put on my face and when you skeptical pants. Put on. Put on my face I wear when y'all talk about comics. All right. It's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it more believable that there are UFOs or alien aliens out there or that people don't like candy corn.
0: Good Lord. I just I just, just put a, all that
1: together.
3: Murderer. You're a <laughs> so you're an yeah. axe murderer.
1: Right. So there you go. We're gonna see how I say way back into candy corn.
0: I like your effort to bring it home. <laughs> it's- and I think your delivery I'm, was okay, but the content I, leaves much
1: team to be con, Team Candy Corn right here. <laughs> Me and Kelly. Kali is AWOL, but you know. The
0: content leaves much to be desired. But your teammates AWOL wall. Anyway, too. to get back to my point. <laughs> if you see something in the sky and you say, well, that's, that's a UFO. That just means. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But to say it's a UFO does not mean you don't exclude the idea that it could be an alien spacecraft you're just saying it's unidentified sort of like the supernatural means there's something way more than natural that's happening here it could be explained by science maybe it could be explained by this or that or just logical inductive reasoning but it doesn't close the door to the paranormal um i don't think it really works in reverse because paranormal is always supernatural but supernatural isn't necessarily always paranormal right 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 and i am a firm believer and a fan of the supernatural. Okay. I'm a supernatural guy.
1: Except a this series. More than natural. Except the series past season 7.
0: <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> but you, do you you know what I'm saying? I know. It sounds like a split in hairs, but it was important to me to find my own definition of where I stand.
1: Well, yeah, that's, that I, makes I, sense. To find
0: myself being I don't want to be like I don't I like being in the middle But at the same time It's not like I I refuse to plant a flag I just right. I'm a fan of the paranormal I, I think it's you. cool It's intriguing as hell But to say I 100% believe in ghosts Would be Wouldn't be true
1: Right Okay I got To you.
0: say I 100% don't Wouldn't be true Right But I definitely am on board With the supernaturals And that's where I'm at Right now That being said A year from now I may have a different story Because The more we do this stuff The more my Lack of faith In the paranormal Gets uh, a little rattled Yeah It's like
1: Oh you don't believe in me huh
0: (laughs) Yeah yeah. It's like Yeah I think I think there's some ghosts out there and might be like "Uh, Challenge accepted Hoss
1: Yeah Uh You said it right that time
0: Yeah. Challenge accepted (laughs) Hoss
1: You said it wrong that time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's saying
0: that hostile
1: Like jer- like Sean come Put over here and said himself.
0: <laughs> Challenge accepted, hoss. So anyway. Well okay, we know how you feel about aliens. Right. Where is what's your justification? <laughs> what's my you, you can't even say it without grinning? Uh, <laughs> what's your justification? <laughs> what's
1: what's my what's position? Percentages
0: <laughs> on the paranormal.
1: The paranormal uh I don't know. Uh I think I like the idea of it more so than anything. Uh,
0: Are you open minded? Oh, I'm open minded to it. I think that's yeah. where I think everybody should. I'm open minded to it. That's definitely where I'm at. Yeah,
1: I'm even open minded to the to the alien peoples.
0: Mm. I'm but I'm open-minded. not
1: open minded to the building pyramids.
0: I'm not open minded to candy corn, so well, I guess we'll just disagree. We won't agree to disagree. We don't have to agree to disagree. Let's just disagree. Let's just disagree. That's okay. How
1: about I, I just say you're wrong. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> candy corn is good
0: I also believe you are wrong But well, it, you listened to the last episode, right? I did I did acknowledge the existence of candy corn people Tony Stark was on my team Yeah Y'all You don't, don't need do. Jesus, but I believe in you <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, is this the outro? Are we done? I don't know, we said something Oh yeah, I meant this to be the outro well, it's
1: you got some squiggly lines to put somewhere, it Sean. Don't matter, it don't matter where you put them.
0: Yes. Are you gonna tell me your ghost story next episode? No, never. <laughs>
2: when do you need me to tell you?
0: That's what I like to hear. That see, that's the enthusiasm we need from everybody listening to this. When do you need me? Send us your ghost stories. Send us your lists. And you got. I bet you're gonna have a good one. Looking forward to your list. I've seen your DVD collection. He's probably gonna. That be. shit don't play. Like, let me tell you something about. Let me tell you about something about Sean. You know he's not a, a software pirate. Like he doesn't download shit illegally. <laughs> because you can't live long enough to watch all his DVDs, all his music DVDs, and like his movies, his his Blu-rays. God forbid we get into the video game folder you can't live long enough to watch all that shit <laughs> how have you seen all of it you don't sleep much. watching it since I was a kid <laughs> yeah
2: for thir- uh, probably for like
1: 25 years dang I know a sequel you need to watch Mark <clears throat> Saw 2 Jesus
2: <laughs>
1: I mean I mean it's just out there I'm just I saying I like Saw 1 you so like Saw 1 you never know
0: we'll see I'll try it <laughs> I'd try anything twice I guess there's so many sequels that I don't have really have time but I need to go back and re-watch because I can't really remember if I yeah. liked them or not like some of them like seemed really crazy but they had like a good concept
3: or right. maybe
0: they were like good for their time which I think would count towards their overall goodness like I'm yeah. not going to try to compare them to well most of the old horror movies are better anyway
1: yeah even the cheesy ones
0: and sometimes the cheesy's good, though, right? Sometimes you want a little Evil cheesy. Evil Dead cheesy is great. Like, uh... That's some great cheesy. Like, I don't know if... That's like some might, cheddar cheese.
1: might know about these cheesy ones, but like, you know, the Solid Night, Deadly Night, all that kind of stuff. Part like one, part two, three. Four, five. Oh, four. those. Have you seen all those? Mm. Uh, well, some of those movies are so bad, they're good. I think Prom Night 2 is probably better than Prom Night.
0: Well, one. there you go. What's yeah. on your list? I mean, but... What was Valentine? That's Valentine, yeah. Ma- my Bloody Valentine. My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. With the
1: guy from
2: that. That was actually a remake, wasn't it? And the,
1: the guy that's Supernatural or something, he's in a TV show.
2: What's that TV show um, where they go
1: and hunt demons and stuff? Oh, Supernatural. Oh, yeah.
2: That guy. Oh, yeah.
1: That guy who um, played the, uh, the killer in it. Yeah, I don't know his name.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's what they need to make. No, the ghost hunter shows, they need a demon hunter show. <laughs> Where they just go hunt demons. Oh, yeah. That shit would be scary. That'd be exorcist scary. Yeah, yeah.
2: They, they just
0: go to that. They go to the exorcist. Like, they go to exorcisms and shit. I don't know if I'd watch that show or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it'd be scary yeah. as hell. I know it's freaky watching those videos of those people that think they are in those uh, yeah. churches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Church
0: I want to get a Catholic priest on the show. I try not to, like, you know, be, like, religious on the show because that divides people. Right. You're supposed to, like, on a podcast, you got to stay away from politics and religion. But when you do Halloween stuff, like, you you can't deal with the afterlife without, you know, at least mentioning... This, yeah. Especially, I don't know why... That would be one of my questions if I got a Catholic priest on the show. Why is Catholicism the one like go-to thing yeah, when it comes Richard to demons. Diamonds. Yeah. diamonds. <laughs> Damn demons. Is it just because of the media? Is it because of The Exorcist and shows like that? Or is it because of another reason that I don't oldest, know because I'm not necessarily it's, Catholic? It's the oldest organized religion. Is it's the oldest? Probably the oldest organized, yeah. Huh. If you're a Catholic priest and you're listening to this and I know you are, <laughs> <laughs> give us a shout, <laughs> yeah. man. Give us a shout. We want to talk to you. Why do you want a Catholic priest? Because they can do a shot with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe that's it because they drink. (laughs) Wow.
1: Hey, Father Murphy, you want to do a shot of Jameson?
0: Huh. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. We got to go. Are you going to do the thing? I'm going to do the thing. I did it by myself last week. Uh Uh-huh, I heard that. And I did Okay. (laughs) kind of terrible. I didn't have the bell with me. All right, thanks for listening to. R- r- <laughs> you like I will leave the mistakes in there too. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, thanks for listening to Real Pop Culture episode one oh one. We are broadcasting live from the Kill J Ranch.
2: Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew the bell was in there somewhere. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Real Pop Culture episode one oh one. We are broadcasting live from high top, the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. Love you, bye. See you later, bro. <laughs> Tell them bye, Sean. <laughs> Is that your thing That's now? Good
2: yep. That's good enough. <laughs> ranch, every time you say ranch.
1: Yeah! yee
0: Those new band shirts look awesome. Where did you get those done? At Anarchy Design. They do screen printing now? Oh yeah, they do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash anarchydesign69, or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea, or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's Design 69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's Design 69 at gmail.com. <laughs>